every Monday at 2.15 on The Drive. KCSP Kansas City. WDAFHG2 Liberty. A radio.com sports station. Monday night, Red Reaction Show with myself, Dusty Likens. And Nick Price. There you go. That's the way it's got to be. That's the way people know it because, again, it's not our show. It's yours. 913-576-7610. Jay's Southland Toe Service text line is also the same. 913-576-7610. Here on a Monday night, 610 Sports Radio. Mayhem. This is fun. You know what's really fun that I can get off my chest real quick because I it, it didn't make the rundown. You know how nice it's going to be that for the next 12 years, the Chiefs aren't going to have to deal with Black Monday? Next 12 years, you don't have to see Adam Schefter tweet out, another head coaching job now available. Another GM job now available. You know who can't do it? John Elway. You know who realized it today? John Elway. You know who does have to realize that for the next 10 to 12 years? Brett Veach, Andy Reid, Kansas City Chiefs. That's where all of this starts. That's where this all begins. But it again, it's the Red Reaction Show with myself, Dusty Likens. And Nick Price. That's right. Not our show, it's yours. And it's thanks to our friends at Olathe Ford Lincoln, 913-576-7610. Mike and OP, lead it off, baby. Hey, guys, how are you? Doing well. How about you, Mike? Hey, I'm doing well. Hey, yesterday's Chiefs game reminded me of Seasons Past, mm. kind of like Dickens' A Christmas Carol. Seasons Past with Castle, Bono, and Gerback. Oh, my. So my message is simple. No negative calls. Enjoy what we have because it won't be here forever. Run it back to where it begins. One seeds have huge advantages here. Not only one less game, but if everyone behaves, no COVID issues. It's going to be Chiefs Packers and the Jake from State Farm Bowl. Go Chiefs. Thanks for the call, Mike. I'll tell you this. There's nothing that would make me more sports horny than, and we'll get to it later, trust me, because it's it's where I'm at right now with I think today, it's what everybody wants. Is Rodgers Mahomes. Yeah. And I get it. And Mike just said it. Like, Yeah. And, I mean, that's that's what it is. The State Farm Super Bowl um, is what they would probably coin it. There'd be a lot of that involved. But the thing is, yeah, yesterday's game, it really wasn't a game in which I think anybody was really looking forward to. It just happened to be a game that was in week 17. Jay Binkley, be easy, my man. Have a good night. It's one of those games in week 17. It's that way because you have that much time and you've given yourself that much of a lead in your division. So everyone yesterday knew what the game was. I mean, there was no juice. There was no pop. There was nothing that really stuck out. You wanted to see Chad Henney do well. I actually attended the game. And I can tell you from my personal experience, everything kind of went away as soon as Hardman uh, fumbled the punt. Like, as soon as that happened, it was like, okay, screw it. Like, yeah, we're done. Uh, I mean, like, that game yesterday was a perfect side TV right. kind of game. There's yeah. not very many side TV kind of Chiefs games out there. Normally, you know, it's front and center. Maybe you got red zone on the side, but you're locked into that game. Yeah. Yesterday, I mean, they were just out there trying to finish the game with no injuries and, yeah. You know, didn't really get through it with no injuries yesterday, but yeah. that's the big thing is just go out there, play the game, get it over with, and focus on what really matters, which is in uh, two weeks, pretty yeah. much. Pretty much. Uh, two weeks from tonight, hopefully we're talking about a playoff victory, which that's what this whole entire season was about. That's why week 17 didn't matter. 
So this is where we start tonight off. Okay? The Chiefs season officially begins right now. And we'll get to the playoff matchups. And again, we still don't know what time the Chiefs play in two weeks, but it's going to be somewhere in prime time. You'd have to assume with Mahomes and who the matchup is probably going to be against, they're going to slot that thing 715 NBC Collinsworth and Al. That's just my guess to give anybody that's listening to maybe think there's a little bit of an ear towards what time they'd play. Again, they're going to wait till the matchup hits, and then the networks are going to have their times uh, to shine where they plug their games in. But again, this is where this entire season started. It's right here. Playoff week, finals, whatever you want to call it. NFL playoffs, best time of the year for any sporting event. There's nothing better than the NFL playoffs. And this is now what it's all about. Think about what this team did this year. They went 14 and 1. Eh. Technically, they went 14 and 2, but they lost their last game because they didn't even have to play their starters. But the thing about this season is that it was never about going 14 and 1. It's crazy to think that with the target on their back being the champs, trying to defend their title, they still went 14 and 1 with their starters, 14 and 2 overall with the season. Arrested week 17 and the one and only buy in the playoffs. That's what this team did coming back from winning the Super Bowl in last year's NFL season. Not only that, they went 8-0 on the road with wins at tons of playoff contender or playoff teams. One of the teams they may play, they went on the road in prime time and just absolutely beat them, blew the bricks off the building. And that's what I bring this up for because those are all signs that point to this is how you need to approach the playoffs. I get it. You're going to be nervous. There's going to be questions going in your head. Okay, what about this matchup? What about that matchup? Sit back, relax. Your team is ready. There's nothing in their way. This is where their focus remains. They went 14-1 and with a starting group all season. They went on the road and won where they needed to win. 8-0, literally never lost on the road. The big ones on the road, Tampa, New Orleans, Miami, Buffalo, Baltimore, all of them. Playoff teams, minus Miami. And then when they bring up at the beginning, they want to run it back. This is where that starts. That's where that phrase gets important. And they get a week off. They get to think about what they're going to see. They get to find out what their opponent's going to look like just because of the matchup that they'll see on TV. But the best thing about it is this is where you'll see your team shine. This is where this team season began. It's began right now. Playoff week, week 17 is over, and the Chiefs have everything moving forward when it comes to their offensive side, when it comes to Tyreek, Travis Kelsey, Mahomes. We'll see where Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is. I don't think he's quite ready to come back for that first playoff game. But again, Red Reaction Show, Dusty Leggins and Nick Price, 913-576-7610, Dan and KCK, your weekly visit starts now. Dan, you there? Yeah, I'm here, yeah. Go ahead, Dan. <laughs> it's okay. Some technical difficulties with Dan. I'm sure we'll get Dan back on the line. Yeah, call back, Dan. 
But you agree, Nick, like this is where the playoffs start for the Chiefs or where the season really begins for the oh, Chiefs. Yeah. I mean, this was this is where they had their eyes on the whole time. And if you're a Chiefs fan with any kind of sense of realism of the situation, you knew that nobody else in the AFC West was really going to take the title away this year and that you were going to get back to this point. Now, you didn't know if you were going to be the one seed or the two seed. You didn't know exactly how the playoff picture was all going to shake up, and we'll touch on that in the next segment. But this is really what we've been building up to all season. The other thing that's important about this is that when you make great teams with the talent that you have or you go on these championship type of runs or you go on these types of things where you want to be recognized as like a dynasty, you don't want to be that one and done, which I think you've already realized that that's where the Chiefs are at. They have no business uh, messing around with just winning one and then trying to figure out how they can do it again. Chiefs know their vision. It begins now. It gets fun. This is where it starts. We talk about the last dance and we give the, uh, you know, the parallel images of what that is. They want to do this. They want to do that. They want their superstar to be this guy. That's where it all starts. Playoffs are here. Dan, we'll try again. Go ahead, Dan. Hey, Dusty. Hi, Nick. Happy New Year to you guys. I had me hot dog, baked beans, and uh, that, that great uh, juice cocktail. Well, just juice cocktail. I, uh, and uh, black eyed peas, I ate that every New Year's Day. <laughs> so, now we'll get to our point. It was a good game by the Chiefs. The defense played real good, and, you know, and just we uh, got to clean up our special teams. But uh, otherwise, good good performance. And I don't care who we play, we'll be ready. And uh, everybody keeps saying the Bills going to beat us, but uh, we're going to be uh, the ones going to be holding that Lombardi trophy. Take care of yourself, guys. Thanks, Dan. I hope you had a good New Year, too. Um, big fan of hot dog and beans. You ever done beanie weenies where you cut it up, put it in the beans? Uh-uh. Mm. Go get Jack Stack's beans. They cut up like some uh, Hebrew national dogs. Yeah. Boil them in the water, cut them up, stir it in there. You'll be good. Okay. You'll be as excited as Dan was from KCK talking about it. I hope so. I think he's right, though. He's ready for the playoff. Doesn't matter who they play is what he said. Um, 913-576-7610, Red Reaction Show. With Dusty Likens and Nick Price. There you go. Um, Jay Southland Toe Service, text line 913-576-7610. Same number, Big T. Uh, this is it, man. You get to finish out the segment, so go ahead. Hey, yeah. Hey, you guys. Happy New Year, man. And, you know, uh, so we could, we could sit around and rest and just watch everybody beat each other. Mm-hmm. Did we lose him? He just dropped, right? Uh, bye. So we beat the bye. So He's we're 1-0 already. And, and, and you know what, you guys? You give Andy Reid not just one week, but two weeks to dissect you and scheme you. There ain't nobody. I pity the team that has to face this. We're going to be the world champs. We will raise that trophy again. We're not afraid of anybody. Tell them. They should be afraid of the world champs. And matter of fact, this is what we need to coin. And this is what we need to tell our team. This is what it is. It's Big Red's machine. Nobody's stopping it. I mean, we just need to basically start a rap hype song now and just have that as like the beginning and the end. Right. Nobody's stopping that. I don't I don't think there's any better hook that could be put in a sh- song than that, followed by the whistle. I feel like we've got to do something with Big T and Dan and KCK. Oh, yeah. Like a watch party. I'm down. We owe it to those guys. Those guys bring it every week. That's what this is. You just react. I don't know. I think that'd be fun. 913-576-7610 watch party. Red Reaction Watch Party. 
That's hard to say really fast. I'll tell you what's also hard to say really fast. Uh, not our show, it's yours, because that's what it is. 913-576-7610. The first round picture is set. Can Indy do it? The Red Reaction Show, Monday nights at 8, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back to the Red Reaction Show. Taking your calls now at 913-576-7610. Here's Dusty Likens. And Nick Price. You always coin it well. Thanks. I like to try different things, you know, see what really, really pops on there. I think that one was pretty good, though. I might, might stick with it. Maybe one day when this show gets famous, you could have, uh, like, Chiefs. Or if we can get back into locker rooms, I'll just go up to, like, Chiefs players. And be like, can you just say, uh, and Nick Price? Ooh, I like that. Welcome back to the Red Reaction Show with Dusty Likens. Hi, this is Travis Kelsey with Nick Price. Then you're cool. Yeah. You're set. No, let's do it. You're like the you're like the coolest guy in radio there. Um, Big T, let us know about the watch party. He said, "I kind of dig it." Hell yeah, Nick and Dusty and KCK, Big T and Shawnee, and Binks invited. Of course, it would be a funny like office gig if we just uh, like didn't let Bink know where we were at until like an hour before the game. I'm like, oh, man, sorry. I thought we texted you. Big would be like, so pissed. No, nah, Bigley would be there. No, he'd jump in his car immediately. Yeah, and he'd be there in like... Be flying down the highway. Ten seconds. Everyone welcome in my garage, pounding beers. Smoking my brisket, talking Chiefs all night. Brisket, beers, garage. I'm Say there. no more. That's right. Say no more, Big T. Big T, Bink, beers, garage, Battlestar Galactica. And Nick Price. And Nick Price. It's the Red Reaction Show on 610 Sports Radio. Thanks for joining us. If you're listening in Kansas City tonight, thank you so much. Uh, Chiefs lose week 17. Doesn't matter. I thought Chad Henney looked good on that first drive. He did. No, the scripted plays worked yesterday. Yeah. It was after that that it kind of fell apart. Yeah, and then the fumble. Like, they had him stopped. Yeah. uh, And then they they punted. No, that was – you said it at the beginning of the show, but that was the exact moment when I pretty much completely lost interest in this particular game. Like that's when the team lost interest too. Yeah, I feel like that that definitely happened. Either way, uh, their interest is fully focused on this uh, on on this next weekend because this is the week that's fun. This is wild card weekend. There's only one team they got to buy, but you know it's NFL playoffs, and the pay, and you know the the path is set on who people could play. You go with the top eight seeds, obviously, Chiefs one, Buffalo two, Pittsburgh three, Tennessee four. Those are your division winners. Baltimore's the five, Cleveland's the six, Indianapolis the seven. We'll start with the most unrealistic thing that could happen. You don't think Indianapolis beats Buffalo, do you? I don't think so. Not Phillip Rivers? Nah. Because you know, last I mean, they year, could, yeah, right? They I'm, could. Like, that defense is good, but the problem that I've had with the Colts all year is that they're just so reliant on Phillip Rivers going out there and having a great game and not turning the ball over. And, you know, we've watched Phillip Rivers for how many years now? Right. It's a toss-up whether that's actually going to happen. So I would like to think that the Bills are going to win that game and probably win it not not a blowout or anything, but fairly comfortably if they're playing their game. Yeah, I mean, so there's only, that's the only way you escape the big matchup is if Indianapolis beats Buffalo. Somehow uh, we'll get to the next one, but I just, when we when we talk about, like when we talk about what it is 
with Indianapolis versus Buffalo in that matchup. Um, which if I bring this other thing up, I can tell you when all these games are. Um, so Colts Buffalo, that's the first game. So that's that's really the first AFC game and the only AFC game on Saturday. Uh, that game is going to be at 12.05 on CBS on uh, Saturday. I'll be at work, but I'll have that thing on a TV. Um, that's for damn sure. Uh, but Indianapolis-Buffalo, I don't think Indianapolis can score quick enough. Like, Indianapolis, if they can just control the game defensively, Buffalo is super hot right now. Buffalo can score almost identically to the way the Chiefs can. It can just yeah. be a one-drop shot, and then it's like, holy cow, because they also move the ball in big chunks of yardage. Like, Josh Allen can get a 30-yard run, then he can throw a 30-yard pass, and then all of a sudden it's 60 yards, and you're like, how the hell do they get to the 20-yard line? Um, so I think Buffalo is just a little too much for Indianapolis. I just don't think Indianapolis has the offensive firepower um, for them to keep going. I mean, Jonathan Taylor, we'll see what he does in the playoffs, but obviously a rookie running back, a quarterback that's on the other side of uh, his career, way other side of his career. But, you know, solid offensive line and a decent defense. That's why Indianapolis is there, and Frank Wright can manage a game. So could be interesting. And also remember, Buffalo last year had like a 20-point-plus lead on Houston and ended up blowing it. Um, in the second half, and then Houston came into Kansas City, and you remember how that happened. The other matchup that moves down quite a interest level for me, but could be, I don't know. I just I can't understand this game going any other way than than Pittsburgh winning. But Pittsburgh and Cleveland, they're the primetime game on Sunday at seven fifteen on NBC. Pittsburgh, Cleveland, they just played last week. Cleveland won. It was kind of funny because at the game. Uh, at Arrowhead, when they announced that Pittsburgh lost, everyone cheered. And I didn't know if they were cheering sarcastically because the Browns had finally made the playoffs or if they cheered because they were just happy Pittsburgh lost. I'm not a huge fan of Pittsburgh, but Pittsburgh seems like they could probably, if they have everybody there, Big Ben's had a week to relax. His arm's getting a little bit older. Uh, he obviously is getting older, so it's kind of starting to be that time is undefeated when it comes to when it comes to the man. But... Uh, Pittsburgh's also a team that can score quick, and if they can get back to that level that they were at when they were 11-0 and those wide receivers are firing on all cylinders and Big Ben's actually hitting his targets, they'll be too much for Cleveland. I don't see Pittsburgh losing to Cleveland at home in the playoffs with Big Ben having a week off and some time to plan now that you've seen Cleveland twice this year. So I see Buffalo and Pittsburgh making it, playing that 2-3 matchup next week in the divisional round. Baltimore-Tennessee, that's where it's at. That's oh, yeah, that's where it's at. And, I mean, that's the game that I'm most excited to watch. Yeah. Because I think those teams are both two teams that run the football better than anybody else and also two teams that have some of the most explosive offenses outside of, you know, maybe the Chiefs and the Bills. I think that the Ravens and the Titans both have the – they both have the capability to put up 40 points in a game out of nowhere. So I'm really excited for that one. Yeah, Baltimore-Tennessee didn't really get to see that – a whole lot that matchup, but there's a lot of juice there when it comes to if one of those teams plays the Chiefs. Because it's easy to think about it, why Baltimore, right? Last three games with Lamar versus Pat, Pat's 3-0. and Last game they went into, um, Chiefs go to Baltimore, Chiefs are underdogs, Chiefs blow out Baltimore during a pandemic season, so there's no fans, so whatever you want to call that. But either way, it was not a close uh, matchup between the two, and you got another uh, finger counting by Patrick Mahomes in that game. So there's a little bit of fire and juice for Baltimore against the Kansas City Chiefs. I know there's probably some of you out there that are like, I don't want to play Baltimore. They're kind of hot right now. 
Lamar did it again, like Jay Binkley had told me, a thousand yards rushing again. It seems like they're starting to finally come around. J.K. Dobbins has his role. You know, Hollywood Brown, lots of good targets there. Can they do it? I don't know. Tennessee, the other team, the four seed. That's another game in which we've seen this game before. They've got some juice on the Chiefs. They lost to Kansas City after having a 10-point lead uh, in the AFC Championship game. But, I mean, we know what Tennessee is. We know what Baltimore is. Now you just have to figure out in your head when you think about these games moving forward, you don't think Indianapolis can beat Buffalo. You don't think Cleveland can beat Pittsburgh. That means that Sunday game at noon is, which is also on ESPN, is your watch into seeing who the Chiefs will probably play in the second weekend of the playoffs in the divisional round. Baltimore, Tennessee. You start thinking, who do you want to play? You want the Derrick Henry Express, or do you want the team that's just in distress because they haven't beat you three times? And they've lost to you in dramatic ways. Getting blown out at home the season after you won the Super Bowl where they had the MVP, where they were geared up, ready to go. Chiefs, Ravens, our place, blown out. Fourth and nine play from a couple years ago. Josh dropped. Everyone finds out, okay, this Mahomes guy is actually pretty damn good. He does it any way, shape, or form. And it's all Mahomes. Not a lot of Lamar that year. Then Mahomes wins MVP, Lamar wins MVP. I honestly want Baltimore. I I think that's your best matchup. Yeah, and here's the thing, too, is that nothing has really changed since that week three, 34-20 win that the Chiefs had at Baltimore. Like, the biggest thing that I'm looking at right now, everybody's saying the Ravens are hot, and I think they're hot, too, but you look at their win streak that they have here to end the season, five-game win streak. Yeah. Lamar, the most he's thrown the ball is 26 times, and that was against the Giants. And then 22, and then he's thrown it 17, 17, and 18 times. That's when they're at their best, Dusty, is when they're able to play their kind of game and just run the ball, have, you know, whether it's RPOs, Lamar's taking it, J.K. Dobbins, mixing in their other backs and everything. That's when they're at their best is when they kind of not limit the amount of times that Lamar throws, but that's pretty much it, is that they're at their best when they're running the football. They know that Lamar Jackson... Throwing it 30-plus times a game is not what they want to do, but that's the same. That's the kind of game that they always get into with the Chiefs because you got to keep up somehow. Yeah. I don't know. That just seems like it has the most fun for me because, honestly, I don't think there's any team that gets in the way to the AFC Championship route uh, for the Chiefs. We wrap this segment up on the Red Reaction Show, 913-576-7610. Also, you can text in on Jay Southland, Toast Service, text line 913-576-7610. Neil and Lone Jack, wrap us up, man. Hey, Dirty. Hey, Price is Right. How's it going, brother? Doing well, man. Happy New Year, guys. I wasn't planning to call, but I tell you what, the guys got me fired up. Big T's got me fired up. There you go. Every minute every minute that passes, every hour that passes, I get more and more excited. And we're not even playing this week. I tell you, by next week, this town's going to be ready to explode. And this Chiefs team, run it back, is going to reward us in every bit of that imagination. Um, I thought Henning looked really good yesterday until the safety, and then after that, he just kind of fell apart. But up until then, he looked really good. I think, honestly, if he had the, the starters surrounding him, I think we probably still would have won the game, even without Patrick. Um, but, you know, you, we talk about the player, the teams coming up. I think I, I totally could see Indianapolis uh, winning that game. I really do think it could happen. I mean, you think about it. I, 
what's more dangerous in the playoffs than a hot running back? And right now, nobody's hotter than Jonathan Taylor, except for maybe Derrick Henry, which, of course, Derrick Henry went into Baltimore last year and blew up the Ravens. So I could totally see Indy winning. I could even see Cleveland winning. I really could. And I think Pittsburgh, even with Ben resting a week, I think Pittsburgh is is uh, subject to a real letdown. I think Cleveland could pull it off. And, you know, bottom line is I don't think it matters, guys. I think we're going to be rested and ready. This team is going to be focused. No slow starts this year. And God help Indianapolis if we do get them and we have a fast start because then it will be Phyllis Rivers trying to come back and pass the ball against us, and we will destroy him. Either way, I can't wait. I can't wait. I'm so excited. Run it back is in full effect. Guys, thanks for taking the call. Have a great night. Yeah, be easy, Neil. That's a very detailed uh, thing. That's what we do. We try to get you fired up. I mean, I can't wait to see this show in, in real playoff mode. Oh, yeah. Like next Monday, when you know who you play, and you just get to talk that matchup, that's where we want to get to. That's where we're at. A few of you are juiced up already. It's only Monday. I think you're right. You know, I think the most accurate thing that you said in that phone call, which a lot of it was accurate, but the most was that you start counting down the days and you start thinking about the playoffs and you start getting down that rabbit hole where you're like, okay, this team's going to do this. This team wins there. Okay, Chiefs do that. And you start looking like Allen from the hangover where the numbers start flying right. everywhere. That's where you can get to. But I'll tell you what, is it Buffalo this year who's who staring at the Chiefs and the State Farm Showdown. The Red Reaction Show, Monday nights at 8, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back to the Red Reaction Show. Taking your calls now at 913-576-7610. Here's Dusty Likens. And Nick Price. You want some firepower? You know what some people say? Here's James Jones on the Chiefs versus Bills. Your potential AFC matchup for the championship. You know what? From watching Buffalo and seeing what Buffalo can do, I think Kansas City should be very nervous about seeing the Buffalo Bills come into Arrowhead because the Buffalo Bills can play ball. They got it going on all phases of the game, man. Special teams, defense, and offense. And they're going to have to contain Josh Allen, not just his arms, but his legs as well. So it'll be interesting to see that game. I'm looking forward to that. But I do think the Buffalo Bills have a chance of knocking the Kansas City Chiefs off. If that game's played tomorrow, what's the score? If that game's played tomorrow... Woo! You know what? I like Buffalo in that game if it's played tomorrow. I think Buffalo right now is playing better than the Kansas City Chiefs. I like Buffalo in that game. I like Buffalo 35-31. Sweet. Uh, that was a take from last week. Uh, we played it, I believe, Thursday on the drive. 33-31 Buffalo over Kansas City is uh, is 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 some prediction. I don't know if it's the right prediction. But I will say this. I think that's the matchup we're headed for. I think when it comes to the playoffs and all of us we watch, I think the Chiefs versus Buffalo is probably where we sit at. Now, that's three weeks away. For me, Buffalo seems to be the team you could face in the AFC Championship game. They are the underlining story. And that's fine. 
And maybe they are the headline story. They probably are the headline story, which is crazy to think that the non-headline story is the 14-2 and Chiefs secure first round bye and start the challenge of running it back for a second straight championship. The story right now, which is totally fine. I, I get it. The story right now is, my goodness, Buffalo is so much better than everybody right now because they're blowing everybody out. And that's cool. Like, I totally get that. Because that's what we're seeing in football. And football is so, oh, the microscope is so zoomed in on the NFL week in and week out that we don't talk about a lot of things. For two weeks, it was how bad the Steelers are doing. Meanwhile, here's this team consistently winning. Having a quarterback play an MVP-style year. Here's Aaron Rodgers having a career year. But Buffalo, Buffalo, Buffalo. I get it. It has the most juice. They seem like a team we've always seen. They seem like they are just one step away, though, to me. But it would be the best matchup and could have some legs to be a rivalry moving forward. And Nick Price, I don't know how you feel about this, but to me, Buffalo, I said this the other day on Sunday, Buffalo kind of reminds me of the 2014 Royals. Like, they're getting that run. They're proving people they can do it with the style of their play, which is finally what they drafted for. They drafted Josh Allen because there's a rocket arm. He's got a little bit of mobility. He seems like he's got an early career style play that is kind of like Ben Roethlisberger. I know that might be a stretch for some, um, but he has a towering arm. He has really good mobility, better than Ben's was early in his career. Doesn't go down very easily, and he's finally got his outside guy that he can throw to in Stephon Diggs, who's having also a career year. But again, my thing with Buffalo is, do they have enough to move forward with this team? Obviously, they'll get better in the draft when they when they can get more of their type of guys to play for that team and get into that scheme. But they've got a great head coach. They've got a good quarterback. They've got a great receiver. I'm just not sure they're the 2015 Royals where they can do it again and get there because last year they lose in the playoffs in the first round. Have a lead, lose to Houston. They get to this year where it's like, okay, we know the recipe for the regular season. They don't know the recipe for the playoffs yet. And again, they might be way more advanced than I'm getting credit for. They're a good team, but are they a dynasty-type team that can make this run and contend with the Chiefs year in and year out in the AFC? Or is this just that flash in the pan? Here comes this team. They win a playoff game. They get to a divisional round, and then all of a sudden it's like, where do they go? And the time of the season gets a little bit too much. I don't know if they're there yet, Nick Price, but they seem like the team that the Chiefs are going to have to probably worry about the most when it comes to the AFC Championship game. Yeah, I don't think that they're a flash in the pan, Dusty, but you compared this team, this Buffalo Bills team, to like maybe the 2014 Royals. Another team that we compared to the 2014 Royals was the 2018 Chiefs. And there's a little bit of difference here because, you know, I think that both teams, you can look at it and like, hey, they took a huge step forward. They're... I mean, most likely they're the two seed, right? So they're most likely going to go and play the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game. But the only difference here is is that when the Chiefs did that run in 2018 and got all the way to the AFC Championship game, they ran into a Patriots team that was on their way out. The Bills, however, they're going to be running into a Chiefs team that's just getting started. So I do think looking moving forward and looking ahead that Buffalo is probably going to be the team that the Chiefs see in the AFC cha- championship game many times over the next few years. And honestly, they remind me a lot of the Chiefs too. 
over what we've seen over the last few years. You know, high-powered offense. They got some big skill guys. Josh Allen's got a similar kind of skill set to Patrick Mahomes. Now, he's not Patrick Mahomes, but similar kind of player. And, you know, they're winning in these big shootouts and they're blowing teams out. Kind of reminds me of a team that we saw here not too long ago. Yeah, it just kind of gets interesting with Buffalo, which I think Buffalo could be a team that could put some stuff together, make a really interesting stab at what this run is with the Chiefs and their dynasty as they try to make that moving forward. Buffalo just hasn't done it in the playoffs yet to think that they have that 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 security blanket, but I do think that Buffalo is the toughest opponent uh, moving forward. You look at the uh, across the way when it comes to uh, the NFC and who the NFC team could be that represents uh, its side in the Super Bowl, it seems like it's going to be most likely Green Bay or New Orleans. Now, on Saturday, the Rams in Seattle play at 340 on Fox uh, network Rams Seattle and then at 715 Bucks John or uh, Bucks in Washington not the Giants remember because Doug Peterson scammed them that's not it's not true it's just what they they think um but Tampa and Washington will play on uh Saturday at 715 on NBC and then Sunday uh the Bears versus the Saints so the Saints have the 340 game on Sunday and then the Bucks and the Washington football team, 715 on Saturday. Rams, Seattle, 340 on Fox on Saturday. So I don't think anybody really competes with New Orleans or Green Bay. I think that's one of, that who that's going to be who represents the NFC. I think you could get a State Farm showdown, which would be hilarious uh, just because of how much, uh, I don't know, accuracy that is in that commercial. They just went and got the two biggest quarterbacks in the NFL at the time and then put them in a commercial, and now it's going to pay off because there's a possibility they could play in the biggest game of the year and probably every uh, Americanized sport. I think the Super Bowl is probably the biggest one looking forward. But, uh, you know, what I like about that matchup is not because, not necessarily because it's it's Mahomes versus Rodgers or it's the best in the NFC versus the best in the AFC. Because if you remember, the Chiefs and Green Bay played last year. Mahomes didn't get to play because he was out. Rodgers beat the Chiefs barely, and he threw one of the most ridiculous touchdowns in the corner of the end zone uh, that I've ever seen. But the thing is, is if I compare this team and their run and their attitude to what they watched in The Last Dance on Netflix, and if you haven't watched that documentary, go back and watch it, or if you're looking... If you're looking for something to watch to get you kind of juiced up for the Chiefs run, go watch those episodes again, and you'll kind of start seeing the similarities I'm talking about. Like Mahomes takes offense to everything that comes up about him being an underdog or him not getting drafted here, which also seems fitting that the Chiefs and Buffalo moving forward uh, could be the rivalry in the AFC because they both helped each other out uh, when it came to that miraculous trade where the Chiefs would end up getting Mahomes 10th overall. Um, But if Mahomes can play Rodgers in the Super Bowl, and then if it can go even further than if Mahomes can beat Aaron Rodgers in the Super Bowl, then we start looking at Mahomes' resume and where he's knocking these legends off. Like he takes Tom Brady away after losing to him in the AFC Championship game, gets the lesson, comes back stronger than ever. You want a Game of Thrones nerd moment? Maybe that, maybe Patrick Mahomes is on his Jon Snow run. Mm. And he takes out Tom Brady he goes and plays Drew Brees because now everybody thinks that Drew Brees is pretty much going to retire after this season. That's the reports that came out Sunday that this is it for Drew Brees. He beats Drew Brees, gets to play Aaron Rodgers in the Super Bowl. This is probably, maybe not, but Rodgers won't be having many more strong championship runs moving forward because his age is catching up to him. 
And then if Mahomes plays Rodgers in the Super Bowl, I mean, just the matchup in general is sexy. And this is just something, Nick, that is when you watch sports, this is what you want to see. This is, you know, Jordan versus Magic in the early 90s or Magic versus Bird. This is that type of matchup where you could watch the biggest game of the year, the NFL Super Bowl, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, who's playing? Rodgers, Mahomes? Okay. That's all. That's your selling point right there for the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah, no doubt. And when Mahomes was first starting out, one of the guys that he was compared to a lot was Aaron Rodgers because when I look at these two guys, there are some throws that only these two guys can make. And there's some some things that, you know, you brought up uh, the last time the Chiefs and Packers played, that crazy touchdown that Rodgers threw in the corner of the end zone where it looked like he was basically throwing it away. Remember that uh, McCole Hardman touchdown in New Orleans a few weeks ago? Same kind of deal. Like, these guys are just two of the most special guys that I've ever watched play. And, you know, I grew up watching Tom Brady and Peyton Manning and all of them. I've always kind of thought that Aaron Rodgers was the most talented when it comes to his arm and his ability to make plays on the run and just his kind of oh my moments when you're watching a game. Yeah. And I haven't seen anybody do that other than Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers. So seeing these two collide in the Super Bowl in the biggest event of the year, especially after the year that we've had, would be a treat. For everybody. I would love it. Just makes that oh, Super Bowl that amazing. much more fun to watch. Uh, and it gives you that little feel of like, you don't know what's going to happen. If both guys are on their A game, you could have a shootout for the ages. Could be a classic game. They sell it on a tape. But this is the Red Reaction Show with Dusty Likens. And Nick Price. Thanks to our friends at Olathe Ford Lincoln. 913-576-7610. Not our show. Uh, it's yours. we got to wrap this thing up. This is the last reaction show we have until the Chiefs start their magical run at running it back, going for a second straight championship. Um, so we come back, we figure out who they might play, what our predictions could be, and what could be seriously on the line for the Chiefs. The Red Reaction Show, Monday nights at 8, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back to the Red Reaction Show. Taking your calls now at 913-576-7610. Here's Dusty Likens. And Nick Price. Mm. I think that was the best one. Probably. Nailed it. I'm still surprised Manti Teo got his own uh, show here. Catfish? Yep. That was a weird, that was like a weird deal. That was a wild time. Was that before or after the Catfish show started? Uh, so I think the Catfish like show started right after that. So he basically sold it, the product. Yeah, when it happened, I went back and watched the original Catfish documentary with Neve. And that's how I, like, figured out, because everybody started throwing around the term catfish mm. after the Manti Teo thing, and I was like, oh, I got to figure out what this is about. You ever watched the show? Yeah, I did. I watched, uh, I think, the whole first season. and then I bad. And then I got into my own head about it. Yeah. Where I'm like, how does someone, and I get it, like, I understand. Um, oh, it's crazy. They're actually, like, bringing up catfish on the documentary right now as I'm watching it on the TV in the studio. By the way, you are listening to 610 Sports Radio, 913 576 Seven six ten. Uh, Red reaction show, not our show. It's yours. Every Monday night from eight to nine, following a Chiefs, uh, wi- or not Chiefs win, but following a Chiefs game. Uh, remember tomorrow, three thirty. Therese Paler is on the drive with Carrington and Levine. Pete Sweeney, our friend, at seven fifteen a.m. with the guys from Fesco in the morning. Jay Binkley was on tonight with Therese Paler from seven to eight. Before that was Mitch Holtis with the Chiefs Kingdom show six to seven. Chiefs. Lose week 17. They finish the season 14 and 2. It doesn't really matter. 
because their real season starts now um, as playoff weeks start. 913-576-7610 is the J Southland Tow Service text line as well. I thought Sunday was interesting, um, Nick, that it was a game in which you didn't really want to see anybody play. Obviously, um, the... The Willie Gay injury kind of concerned me as soon as he went down. I was like, oh, man, that's not 50, is it? And it was. um, That kind of stinks because you just got to keep your eye on that. Now, granted, he's got two weeks to get that uh, healed and and doing well. And I think, you know, this time of the year, there's some of those guys out there that, you know, you have to be, you know, dragged off that field if you're not going to play. He is an important factor for this team. But the thing that stuck out the most to me, and I think this stuck out the most to everybody, was just the play of Byron Pringle. Like, mm-hmm. that was the perfect game for someone like that to prove what they can be for a team that already seemingly has every single piece in its place. Like, my boss at my other job will always say has his aces in his places, um, which is a pretty common term. But the thing about that is you know who your number one receiver is. You know who your number one tight end is. You know who your running back is most of the time moving forward. You know what type of offense you're going to run. But, man, you see, like, McCall Hardman fumble that punt and you see Byron Pringle, who has the opening drive touchdown, looks very good. He's running his routes well. Looks like he can be trusted. And there's some question to think that he might be getting some number three wide receiver looks when it comes to a game. Because, again, this game didn't mean anything. But if you want to call it a preseason game, what are preseason games? They're exactly what we always talk about. They are ways for guys that don't get normal looks or any type of heavy volume. Gives them a chance to get looks. And if Byron Pringle can do that with... Chad Henney, and that's not any offense to Chad Henney. He's just not Patrick Mahomes. Nobody is. But if Byron Pringle could do that with Chad Henney, imagine what they could do with more consistent looks with a guy who's trying to play like that and prove it with that with a guy like Patrick Mahomes. No doubt. I think that yesterday was a really unique situation, too, because, you know, one, they didn't have preseason this year, so you didn't get to get these looks after the Super Bowl, after, you know, Byron Pringle getting some reps last year when guys were down and everything. You didn't really get to get a good look at them this year because there was no preseason, but also in the preseason you get a good look at these guys, but they're not playing against starters like they were yesterday. So being able to see Byron Pringle and how he goes up and gets a starting secondary of the chargers, that's pretty big. I mean, that's pretty telling of what he could potentially be in this offense. Yeah. And it's always nice. Um, it's always nice when you get a guy like that, because it can be a turn-your-head moment where you're like, damn, Pringle? Okay. But guys like that, like Byron Pringle, are sometimes the best fit for a team during a run. Like, not to keep comparing the Royals in 2014 to everything, but Gerard Dyson was kind of that guy where you were like, you don't expect him to hit a home run. You don't expect him to like, but like there were times where he could show up because he wasn't one of the main focal points of that team. You know, everyone loved the Hosmer, the Moose, the Gordons, um, the Sal's, those type of guys, everyone was paying attention to. And then all of a sudden it was like, Dyson's on third. And you're like, oh yeah, okay. Just like in an NFL game in the playoffs, all of a sudden, yeah, Tyreek Hill can get you a deep bomb touchdown. Travis Kelsey can get you a 30-yard catch almost any time of the game. But all of a sudden you're like, it's third and 14. We got a first down. Who caught that? Oh, it was Pringle. Okay. And at the end of the game, you look at it and it's like, Pringle had five targets, had three catches, had 60 yards, and a tuggy. And you look at yourself and you're like, that's not something that explodes out on the stat sheet or is consistently always there. 
But if that can start to be consistently there, it's that little edge where you're like, okay, maybe next year we don't need to bring back Sammy Watkins. Maybe we can expand this role with Pringle. Maybe a type of role with Byron Pringle gets other guys fired up and makes them want to like perform a little bit better because, you know, nothing gets people more competitive than, uh, you know, job security. So I liked a lot of what I saw from Byron Pringle yesterday, and I'd like to see how they can use him. Obviously, they have a week to plan that. He seems like he's good to go. He seems like he's a healthy guy to get going for the regular for the playoff season push. And I'm telling you what, if you can run routes and you can be consistent and you can be and uh, you can be where you need to be, 15 is going to find you because you just look at Albert Wilson in that Week 17 game against Denver two years ago or three years ago when Patrick Mahomes gave him 10 for 142. You talk about how they can elevate talent when you're that good at quarterback. That's something that I think we could see with Patrick Mahomes and Byron Pringle. The biggest frustration I have uh, moving forward with the playoffs is that we just don't know when they play. So you basically got a week. Well, yeah, you basically have like six to seven days to figure it out. My guess to give anybody any kind of hope or understanding of where the Chiefs might play if you have jobs where you need to request off work, right? So my guess is 15 is going to play in a primetime game. And I can promise you that if it's Baltimore or Tennessee, that game is going to be Saturday night or Saturday afternoon around 3.40, 3.30, something like that on CBS. Or that game is going to be Sunday night at 7.15 on NBC. That's my guess. Yeah, I think uh, I think the Ravens game, if it was Chiefs-Ravens, like no doubt Chiefs, that's yeah. like the cream of the crop. That's the one that you're picking to put in the best slot, which is usually – you know, with Alan Chris on NBC. Yeah. Um, I think that the Titans could be like that too. I think that if they end up running into, you know, whether they play, if the Colts can pull off an upset or if they play Cleveland, maybe you won't get that primetime game just because it's going to be more assumed that the Chiefs might win it and win it by a little bit wider margin. They might yeah. go for a little bit better matchup in that case. But, I mean, either way, like we've seen it this year and we've seen it last year. Yeah, they're trying to do everything that they can to put this guy in prime time. Yeah. Put 15 in prime time. Which would be great. I mean, nothing's better than a Sunday night game, playoffs, everything like that. But you have to assume, you look at the playoff picture, and the reason we say where they'll play and where it'll be prime time is you would just assume that, and again, weird things happen. You know, Buffalo blew a 20-point game last year against Houston. All of a sudden, it was over. But the thing about this is, you look at what's moving forward. Indianapolis plays. Buffalo, that's the 2-7 matchup. You would assume Buffalo wins that game, probably in blowout fashion. So you're not going to play Indianapolis. Pittsburgh, Cleveland, that's your 6-3 matchup. That's the biggest coin flip. If Cleveland wins, you play the sixth seed, which is dope for you, right? You get the lowest remaining seed. Or however they word it, the highest remaining seed. Um, so then you would play Cleveland. Then you would still be in a prime time, but it would be like in a sub-prime time slot where you'd play like noon on Sunday or you'd play at what, like noon on Saturday on ESPN. That's where that would happen. Um, but most likely you're going to play the winner of that Tennessee-Baltimore matchup, and if that's the case, that's going to scream NBC 7-15 Sunday night if that's when they play those games. Again, we don't know the schedule, but that's the playoffs moving forward for the AFC uh, for the AFC wildcard round. Indy-Buffalo, Nick Price, I've got Buffalo winning that game over Indianapolis. Cleveland-Pittsburgh, I think Pittsburgh does get that done. They are at home. They just played Cleveland last week. Everyone will probably be on the field that, the, that is their main roster, so I do have Pittsburgh winning that. Tennessee-Baltimore, that's the coin flip. Um, I think Baltimore's the hotter team right now. I think Tennessee has 
every bit of a chance to win this game, and they're probably going to be the favorites. I think they are the favorites moving forward. But Baltimore, Tennessee, I just think Baltimore wins, and I think we get round four of Mahomes versus Lamar Jackson. Yeah, I think Buffalo is going to you know, take it to the Colts a little bit. They're going to move on. I think that the Steelers, the more that I'm thinking about that Steelers-Browns game, the more I'm thinking that even though Mason Rudolph almost completed a comeback last week, it might be a different game this time around. I don't know. I just kind of think the Steelers are a broken football team ever since they lost that 11-0 record. and mm. They don't really look the same since they lost those guys on defense either. And then the other game, I agree with you, is a toss-up. It took overtime and a touchdown, a two-point conversion, and a field goal all in the fourth quarter of that matchup earlier this year just to force overtime and then Tennessee winning that game. So I don't know. It's kind of a toss-up. I'd say if I'm from a fan's perspective, what I want to see, the best matchup, I want the Ravens. There you go. It's Nick Price. He produces this bad boy. The Chiefs have the first round by. They don't play for another two weeks, Saturday or Sunday. We don't know yet who they play. We don't know yet either, but it's playoff weeks in the NFL. This is the Red Reaction Show, 913-576-7610. Also, Jay Southland Toe Service, text line 913-576-7610. To Neil, to Big T, to Dan and KCK, to all of you, thanks for joining us tonight. Mike and OP, we appreciate it. Red Reaction Show, not our show, it's yours. Nick Price, thank you. I'm Dusty Likens. We'll be back next Monday. We'll have a little bit more of a serious conversation when it comes to who the Chiefs play. Give us Baltimore, baby. I'm out. Be easy. Be easy.